0: I am so glad you're here joining me today on Satiate, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. I'm Sue Van Rees, your host, functional nutritionist, food psychology specialist, and founder of Boulder Nutrition. I also lead women's wellness and yoga retreats both locally and internationally. My inspiration in creating Satiate is to offer you well-being and functional nutrition insights with you many inspiring stories that can act as salve for your soul, to introduce to you some of my favorite experts and special guests from all over the country, and to offer you an opportunity to satiate your body, mind. And soul. If you love this podcast, head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. That will help me to reach more people and support those who could benefit most from this podcast. As for today's special guest, I'm excited to be hosting Caitlin Green, who is the founder of Star Infinite Food, a blog that started out as a personal journey. After years of living with an eating disorder, Caitlin made a commitment to heal her disordered relationship with food. She used Instagram as a platform to hold herself accountable throughout her recovery. And in 2016, her blog was born. She began publicly sharing her recipes made with simple ingredients and whole foods. The content that Caitlin shared quickly gained traction on Instagram And within a couple years, she had several thousand followers. Her dedication to real food ingredients and passion for creating recipes and styling food led her to her full-time career as a food blogger. Caitlin grew up in a family of cooks and has been in the kitchen since she was five years old. She enjoys inspiring others with colorful meals and by showing that healthy food can be exciting and easy. Her brand new cookbook, Just Eat Real Food launches March 9th, 2021. I can't wait to get my hands on my first copy, and I hope you find your way to her cooking, her recipes, her beautiful Instagram handle that reaches more than 240,000 followers, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Satiate. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for taking the time to join me today on the podcast. It's it's great to have you, and it's great to it's great to meet you. We've messaged back and forth a lot, and here we are face to face for a moment over Zoom, and I'm excited to finally meet you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Um... It's always nice to put a face to uh, a profile.
0: (laughs) Exactly, right? It's so funny in this day and age how we can learn about each other and even get to know each other online before ever meeting. So I'm grateful we we can bring this full circle. So obviously you have a lot going on in your business right now with your new cookbook coming out soon and all of the beautiful cooking and food styling and photography that you do Can you tell me like how your business and platform got started? Because it is absolutely stunning. I love your photography and your food so much. And I'm always so inspired by how it presents in photos even more beautifully. So tell us a little bit about how that all came about.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so I actually started my business, um, it was 2016. And I started um, my Instagram profile, but it was really not with the intention of growing it or becoming my full time business at all. Um, I was recovering at the time from an eating disorder. And I decided to start um, holding myself accountable and using my Instagram account to just kind of snap photos of meals um to start kind of re-inspiring myself I've been a cook since I was a kid I've been in the kitchen since I was you know eight years old and there was a few years there that I really lost sight of my love for cooking and for food um I well I guess I continued to cook for other people but I really I lost sight of um just the excitement of cooking for myself and enjoying food. And I, th- I think that I started the account to really inspire myself visually, um, you know, to kind of see what I was eating, to get excited about it. I think we, eat, you know, we, they say we eat with our eyes first. And I think there's a lot to say about that. Um, and so I just started kind of snapping pictures of my meals. Um, and then I did that for probably about a year at the time I was running a dog walking business. Um, I had left my corporate job, um, in 2012, um, when my dad passed away, I was working in um, PR for three years after college and I was really miserable. And when my dad passed away, I decided to, to leave the environment and kind of do something on my own. And I did a lot in between those years. And then I the you know, like I said, in 2016, at that moment, I was running a dog walking business, which was going really, really well. Um, It had been a couple of years at that point. But like I said, I was in recovery. So I started my account. And then after about a year, um, or probably about eight months, I realized how much I was really just enjoying not only cooking again for myself, but really sharing recipes and actually styling the food. And it just became like, kind of a hobby of mine. So I decided to, borrow borrowed my brother's camera and he had gone to photography school, but hadn't really been doing much photography. So I actually got his camera and I took a couple photography seminars just to kind of, um, learn how to use the camera really. And I just, from there, it was kind of like, I just grew, I, I kind of started self-teaching myself food styling. And, um, I would do a lot of research and just spend time practicing and spend time sharing my recipes and then my account started to grow um and I did it alongside with my dog walking business um up until I think 2018 was when I sold my dog walking business and this became my full-time job um and it's it was just really exciting to be able to watch my passion become my full-time gig so Kind of how I started and it's where I am now. And um it's become a lot more than just you know snapping pictures of my meals at this point. But
0: yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Um I I really have so many questions about this for you because obviously, you know, your food photography is stunning and attracts so many followers and likes and people and gets people cooking. And I love seeing how a lot of your followers you know, remake some of your recipes and post them. So you're really inspiring people on so many levels, but let's, let's start with the name of your business. Uh, I'm so curious about that. Star Infinite Foods. Tell us where that came come, came from.
1: So um, it's funny you say that because there's actually a, a line in the introduction of my upcoming book where I kind of touch on that. But um, like I said, when I started my Instagram account, it, it was it was originally actually a personal Instagram account that I never really used. Um, and my screen name—it's funny—I'm dating myself, even though I'm not that old. But like <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my AOL screen name as a kid was Star Infinitude. and it had um, it had meaning to me. It was it was something that I used as like my email growing up. It was something that I used as my screen name, and um, it was always just kind of it, it meant like the infinite possibilities reach for the stars always kind of trying to progress forward just in general in life with your passions um I've always been a pretty determined individual and when I started my Instagram account it was still star infinite because it was just it was like I said it was an old account um and then as I I think it was probably like maybe eight months in I wanted to change the name because it just didn't really make the lot of sense to kind of I don't know I mean it, it did to me but it didn't to other people so um it just kind of fell into place that it was you know star infinite food and it and it really held the same meaning you know there's an infinite possibility of ingredients and you know it's there's no like one recipe every recipe can be changed type thing so it's mm. kind of how it evolved
0: <laughs> and so- I,
1: I kept it the same. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so I think when we carry things from our childhood into current times and then re-inspire with whatever it is we're working on, there's so much potency around that as an individual. Um, So Just for listeners, as we dive into this, tell us a little bit about like what it is you actually do during the day. Cause I see you posting a lot of your food that you're eating and a lot of recipes. And would you say that you sort of use your own inspiration around what you're cooking and what you're eating for yourself to really drive your photography and your recipe building for your, for your listeners and viewers? So I, um,
1: you know, I think at this point, um, it's really as far as like a day to day schedule, it's come down to a lot of time blocking for me because, um, you know, it, it is more than just the recipes at this point, you know, I'm trying to build my overall brand. And then, of course, I wrote my book this year. So it's been there's, I feel like my head is in a lot of different directions on certain days. And um, it got to the point where I, I had to kind of sit down and create that, um, that, that blocking of time. Because if I didn't, it was like, I'm starting four projects at once. And then I, I, what I really want to do is just get in the kitchen and just start cooking. Um, but I realized that I, I don't really make the most of my time that way sometimes. So um, I think my, as far as recipes go, um, you know, I, I'm probably in the kitchen i mean i'm in the kitchen every single day but i i'm probably as far as work goes um i try and at least do three to four days of like recipe development every week um and you know then of course working for yourself there is that kind of leisure where you know if there's a certain day that i want to change my schedule um and because i feel inspired then i will do that or if, if i all of a sudden a recipe pops up their flavors pop up or something like that then i'll jump into the kitchen but Um, When I do get in the kitchen, you know, all of my recipes are really inspired by um, a lot of like remakes of my childhood favorites. Um, You know, I grew up in a family who loved to cook. My brothers both went to culinary school for high school. My mom and my dad were both amazing cooks. Um, My sister actually had her own baking company for a while. And it's just I was always surrounded by that love and passion for food. I think it's more than just energy for us. I think food has, there's meetings on, you know, social levels, there's meetings on, um, it just like there's that nostalgic feeling that food can bring you. It brings back memories. Um, and it brings people together. And I just, that was a big part of my life growing up was kind of sitting down for dinner. Um, we had, you know, we had a family dinner pretty much six out of seven nights a week. And so I think, um, a lot of my recipes are inspired by kind of a lot of those recipes that are a lot of those, um, meals growing up that I just really, really enjoyed. Um, and my mom, you know, she was, she, she always tried to, she she used whole foods. Like we did You know she, my mom was like a very, like, you know, always made her own baby food, things like that. Um, but I think her, her definition of nutritious eating or healthy eating was a little bit different than mine. You know, she was kind of, she kind of grew up in the generation where, you know, they promoted, you know, fat-free dairy was a healthy way to go and and things like that. And, you know, so some of my, my values have kind of changed and my views have changed on on those types of things. But um, I think that I've just kind of taken a little bit from each of my family members and kind of created my own sort of, approach to eating. I love to create or try and recreate a lot of my favorite like restaurant foods. Um, I really, you know, obviously right now it's a little hard to be a foodie out dining all the time. And to be honest, I don't, we don't really go out to eat that often, but when I do go out to eat, I like to make it worthwhile. Um, you know, I like to try new things. Um, I've always been very, uh, open with food. I've never been like a picky eater, even as a kid. and I, I just love to try different cuisines, So I like to kind of combine flavors and try and like recreate some recipes from there. Sometimes I get inspiration. Sometimes I actually try and recreate an entire meal. Um, I also, you know, I can't eat gluten. So a lot of times I'm trying to recreate things from my past that, you know, didn't that may have had gluten, um, or, you know, a limit. I, I try and limit the amount of dairy that I eat. So, you know, there's just certain things that I try to, um, change up in my recipes, but kind of keep that you know, that flavorful deliciousness that I I want. So I think those are two of the main ways that I get kind of inspired. Um, And then also, you know, working with brands, sometimes I'm just given an ingredient or a product to use. And I have to kind of just kind of, I have the creative freedom to do whatever I want. So that's kind of fun for me because I I feel like some days when I get in the kitchen, it's, you know, it's like watching an episode of Chopped. I kind of, I like kind of a challenge of like, here's a couple things that you have to use and just go at it and get creative with it. Uh, I think some of my best recipes have come up that, have, you know, come out of experiments that way. Um, also sometimes I just crave a certain flavor, but you know, I'm, I'm craving like a Thai flavor, but I don't want like noodles or rice. So maybe I'll try a protein, you know, things like that. So it's just, I feel like that is my creative outlet. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's just, it's fun
0: for me, which is enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I look at your food, I honestly see a lot of really high quality ingredients. First of all, I see a lot of comfort, you know, like sort of a lot of comfort food that you're reinventing with higher quality ingredients. And then one of my favorite things that that I see is you're very masterful around color and design on the plate. And can you speak to that a little bit? Because there is just something so magical about your photography and how you design the colors um, in your food. They're just so uh, vibrant and bright and like play off each other. And it's just like artwork really. Uh, Oh, Thank you (laughs) Um,
1: again. I think um... Like I said, when I, when I really started getting into the photography aspect of my food, it was a lot of trial and error for me. I'm just kind of, you know, one, yes, make something delicious. I also like to keep it simple. I mean, there's, you know, there are days where I like to make like a crazy recipe, but although my recipes might look complex, a lot of them are very simple. And um, as you know, we might talk about my book a little bit more, but my recipes, my book are all in you know, 30 minutes or less. And so, you know, it's one, create the recipe um, and make something that you enjoy or make something that somebody else will enjoy. And then two, it's like, you could have the most delicious recipe and you take a picture of it and it doesn't look appealing. And it's just, it it makes it like less exciting for me. (laughs) So it's like, for me, And there's, and believe me, some of my ugliest meals ever are are some of my most delicious meals. But like, I think that's another, like, that's another creative part for me. It's like, it is kind of like an art for me. Um, I just, I like to make it look just as delicious as it tastes. Um, I think maybe it's like, quote unquote, like healthy food porn. It's like visualizing that, like making you want it, (laughs) you know, making, playing off the color, using um, colors that complement each other, you know, making things, adding color. Um, sometimes the dish is, you know, purely brown, but you can add in, you know, add a little bit of yellow here, add some shades, add, you know, something that is just going to make it look fun. Um, and I guess it, not everybody, you don't need to do that. You really don't, but it's just, I enjoy doing it. So um, I guess that's, it's all really, <laughs> yeah, it's, it. With colors a lot. And I, I mean, I also, I eat a lot of colors, so it's, you know, it's, it's not hard to do that when you're using a lot of color in your food too. So
0: absolutely. It's like the, the many different senses that are involved in our eating. It seems like with you and your cooking, there's a huge component around the visual beauty of the food, which is so awesome. And you yeah, yeah, we have
1: fire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah And then it's, you know, cooking and eating,
0: it's an experience, you know, you use all of your senses. So I absolutely agree. So one thing that I wanted to talk to you about today, you know, you know, that my work has to do with food psychology and our relationship to food and our bodies and some of the ways that we can really work as women, especially in my business anyways, around healing that relationship and moving into a healthy relationship with, with eating. And that can include so many different things, but I know for many, many of my clients and many people that I know cooking has been so integral in healing our relationship to food and body. So as far as your story goes, I'm just curious, would you say that your cooking, how did that impact your healing and your recovery from your eating disorder?
1: So, um, you know, and I can't speak for everybody because I actually, um, for me, it helped me. And I say that, um, with a little bit of hesitation, because when I first started, uh, actually wanting to move forward and start actually working towards a business with my food, um, you know, I had been in therapy, outpatient therapy, healing, um, i I'm, I will say when I, when I was at my, my worst in my eating disorder, I mean, for, from many perspectives, I really should have gone inpatient. Um, you know, I, my body was not in a good place at all. Um, and I, so I, I, I didn't want to, I was like, you know, I was a very stubborn, stubborn person. <laughs> I am a very stubborn individual. And I also, like I said, I'm a very determined individual and I was determined at that point in time that I was going to get better. And I made that decision and it took, you know, quite some time for me to actually convince my therapist that, you know, I was going to do this outpatient, you know, she was willing to work with me. um, But, you know, in her opinion at that moment, you know, I should have gone inpatient, but I said, no, I'm going to do this. And so we were about a year in and, you know, I had made quite a bit of progress. Um, And I, you know, I said, you know, I I want to start cooking and I want to start sharing my rest and I want to make my business out of this you know and she was like you know this could go one of two ways you know sometimes it's very triggering and sometimes it's very helpful but it's you know it's it's, it can go one way or the other and for me um, I will say it was very helpful in the respect that I was able to because I mean it goes back to what I was just talking about with kind of the visual representation of a balanced meal. And that's something that I, you know, for when I was struggling at for years, um, I was not eating balanced meals at all. And so to actually be able to see that on a plate and, and also I think that goes back to kind of my plating too. It's like you, when you're looking at a dish, you can actually see if it's, going to satisfy you or not you, you know you can actually feel that like you use your eyes and and what you know of satiety to actually say oh wow that bowl looks hearty and delicious and like I would be filled from the inside out and then you you know you might look at a few pieces of lettuce with you know a piece of protein on it and maybe a dressing on the side and you're like okay well I mean that you want, you know, some people, the diet culture might say, Oh, like I could be filled on that. And but like internally, you know, you can't. And I think part of that visual representation for me was actually like putting together a balanced plate and actually, you know, not to talk about like micro and macronutrients, but like filling that plate with macronutrients, you know, something substantial that's going to fill you up and make you feel good. And, satisfy you. Um, and I think, so in that respect for, for me, it was really helpful because it was like, it's like every month that I got better, my plate was getting fuller and fuller. And it was, um, so in that respect, it was helpful. You know, there were times that you know, recovery is not easy and there were times that it could be triggering for me. Um, you know, especially in the beginning, but that was really, I think I would have been triggered either way. I and, mean, you know, like, I think that was just kind of where I was at in my recovery. So um, it just forced me to work through it faster <laughs> uh, if I wanted to keep going and doing what I was doing. Um, so I think for me, it was helpful. Uh, and I can't say that it would be helpful for everybody, but for me, it was helpful.
0: Yes, I, I, un- I understand your your perspective with knowing that everyone heals obviously really differently. So thank you for for saying that as well. But one thing that I've noticed uh, when I look at your photography and your food styling and your recipes is that they really are, from a nutritionist perspective, when I look at your plate, I'm very inspired because I think I have that same, it brings up that same feeling for me, which is, it is a complete plate of food with all of what I would consider the nutrients or macronutrients that we need, whether it's vegetarian or has animal protein or whether it has, you know, a whole food carb or like a fun Asian style noodle on it. It, you know, it really has this completeness to it. And I think that visually it's obvious. And um, so I can see how, using that style of, of cooking and, and, and photography could be so um, healing for an individual to start really, you know, seeing your intention on your plate is one thing that I say a lot. Like if I was to look at your plate, can I see what your intentions are with your health in general? Mm-hmm. And in your case, when I look at your food, it just has this robust, abundant, nurturing quality that is so pleasing to the eye that it inspires me and I'm sure so many other people to want to use your recipes and try to, um, make their plates as beautiful as yours. (laughs) I've tried and it's not always easy. So that's why I'm laughing. (laughs) But, um, it's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's something that I I've just
1: constantly practiced for so long. And I, you know, at some point maybe I'll consider doing some sort of like, online kind of I don't know class or something a
0: food song I've gotten quite a few requests
1: yeah I don't know that I'm the best teacher we'll figure it out
0: (laughs) I think I actually sent you a message some some time ago saying that I wish that you could teach me how to plate food like you do so I'll I'll be on the waiting list when you when you get your class going (laughs) Um, okay I have one more funny question to ask and then I really want to talk about your cookbook and that is one thing that I've noticed, and we all have our little branding um, elements, of course, in our in our businesses. And one of the really sweet things I've noticed about your photography is your nail polish and how you have funky, colorful, multicolored, um, usually one, I think one fingernail in each photo. And so that's just such an interesting continuous piece throughout your art. Tell me a little bit about that was that just organic or did you sort of come up with that idea or how did that all come about because it's really fun
1: um it's it's, to be honest like I I was such a um tomboy growing up like I mean I I mean I wouldn't say like 100 percent tomboy but I mean as a kid I was but what I mean is like I was never super super like girly feminine where I would get my nails done get my hair done all that jazz um until like I think when I was going through a breakup at my earlier earlier in my 20s, I kind of started, like, just deciding, like, oh, I'm just going to go do some, like, fun stuff. And like I got, like, thick eyelashes for a while, you know, got my hair done, get my nails done. And I started enjoying getting my nails done. It was kind of, like, that relaxing time for me. Um, and then I stopped for a while. And then when I started doing my photography again, and it was, like, because I was, dog, like I said, I was dog walking. So, it, you know, I was outside all day, dirty dogs you know not like not the most glamorous job it was fun but um so I wasn't really like doing a lot of that at that that time and then as I started doing more of my photography and I kind of started wanting to like put my hands in pictures and stuff I was like like these hands aren't like they need some work so I started getting my nails done again and as far as the one fingernail goes that's just kind of like I don't really know when that started I would have to go back and kind of look. (laughs) Like it was like I just I I started getting this design on my thumb and it was something that, you know, it's very simple. It's just it's a diagonal, two colors, but I always liked having that like little extra just on my thumb. I don't even get it on my other nails. But for some reason I just I started doing it and like I just continued to do it. And every time, you know, it's like became my like signature. And it's funny because like some you know, a lot of times other accounts will put repost my photos and it's i have great followers they let me know when credit's not given and stuff like that but they're like i know it was you <laughs> it was your nail it's your nail and it's funny it's it, it just kind of became part of my brand and i don't really know when that happened but i just i just kept with it and it just um i don't know i just i enjoy it now it's, it's kind of like adds adds a little bit more color to my photos so. <laughs>
0: it's a it's such a cute little touch because it really does add like some of your personality and like your signature to your photography so I love that people can see that on other accounts which you know I've actually I've witnessed the same thing where I'm like oh there she is on someone else's account so (laughs)
1: And it's That's funny because th- you look at the rest of my hand. I mean, I'm in the kitchen all day. I have burnt marks like <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, at least I have a thumb that looks
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's obviously you have a lot going on in your business right now with your new cookbook coming out. And I think you just got engaged. Is that true recently? I did. So okay. big year for you. It's so amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Tell yeah. us about your cookbook? So, uh, my cookbook
1: is coming out. The publication date is March 9th. Um, and it is titled just eat real food. Um, and it is just that (laughs) it's, um, (laughs) simple everyday recipes. Um, I, you know, the, the concept was to basically keep the recipes 30 minutes or less. Um, there's, you know, I talked a little about that in the beginning and kind of like um, a little bit of like preparation to make things easier throughout the week, but it's really, it's, it's 65 recipes of just whole food ingredients. Um, I have everything from breakfasts to uh, comfort foods to a little bit more of like a kind of entree, but like, fancier type entrees uh quote unquote fancy they're really not that difficult they just kind of sound fancy um and then you know i have a starch section i have a vegetable section and i have an appetizer section um the entire book is uh gluten free um recipes are all gluten free um i think there's plenty of substitutions i mean if you if you want the gluten you can always add the gluten in but um the recipes are all based off of um gluten free recipes there's plenty of um, Dairy-free options. There's plenty of paleo options. There's plenty of whole 30 options. I have some vegan options in there. I tried to kind of include a little bit of everything. I didn't want to limit it because um, I, you know that's a big part of kind of my brand in general is the fact that I was breaking a restriction cycle when I started out, and I um, I think for me I found I'm my happiest when I have balance between you know balance in my life with food. Um, so I just tried to include, you know, options for everybody. Um, like I said, the recipes are are simple. I tell a little bit of a story throughout the book. Every chapter kind of gives a little background on um, some of the influences I had in my cooking journey throughout my life. I, I talk about some, you know, baking stories uh, from when I was a kid, baking with my mom, all the way up to my tiny little studio apartment in college where I made some of my, you know, some of my comfort food recipes that are actually in that book. And, uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's my first book. Uh, I definitely plan to have more, um, uh, but this is, this is the first, first one. I have an, an FAQ section in the beginning as well for a lot of my most, um, frequently asked questions that I get which I sort of took a poll from a lot of my DMs on Instagram, from questions I get on posts. So I try to answer a lot of the most frequent questions there um, just to kind of have as a reference, I guess, in the beginning. And, um, and I tell a little bit about my food journey in the beginning. So. That's, that's about it. And I, I did the photography for the whole book. Um, I did have the option. I worked with a publisher. I had the option to hire out for that, but that's a big part of my brain. So I said, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess that's it. you can pre-order it right now on Amazon. My website um, also has the links for Barnes and Noble and a couple other small um, independent booksellers as well. So I hope you all Check it out. I guess this will actually be airing around the time that the book will be out. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, I'll
0: definitely include all the links and everything that folks would need in the show notes. And that will, um, you know, help people click and check it out. Mm -hmm. One question I have, and this is kind of about the book and also about your Instagram um, page and your account. And obviously, that's such a huge part of your business. I am wondering, you know, with that, you're obviously going to have a lot of exposure and a lot of momentum getting your book out into the world. But I also notice, you know, on just one of your photos, you'll get four or 5,000 likes and a lot, hundreds of comments. Um, You must spend a lot of time. You're really good at responding to people and staying in the loop. Do you feel like that's something that you've had to learn how to do over time? Because I know that can be a lot just that in itself forget about all the cooking and all the photography when you're just managing this huge account have you learned any tricks
1: (laughs) yes I will say that um that is one part of my business that I that I've continued to just 100% do myself you know I do have an assistant who helps me with some some of my least favorite things like you know paperwork and, <laughs> and um, some of the administrative stuff that I, I, I get sometimes I get too too involved in the creative aspect of it that I, I don't like to always sit down and do all of the nitty gritty stuff but I have people who are really great at that that help me out with that I have somebody who helps me manage my website but when it comes to my Instagram um, that is something that I've managed 100% on my own since the start um, you know every comment that you see is always me Every response that you see is me. Um, I always, I I don't, nobody's ever logged into my account um, aside from me. So it's definitely a big part of my business. And I will say if I was, you know, when I get a lot more done on days that I don't post (laughs) because I can't help it. I, you know, I, people ask me a lot, you know, how do I grow? And what it comes down to is you grow with mutual support. You know, I always looked at my peers in the niche that I'm in, you know, other food bloggers, other people in the food space. Um, I've always looked at them as my community and not as my competition because essentially we're all different in some respects. You know, we all have something different to offer and I would not have grown to where I've I've grown to without other people's support so I think I always just wanted to show that support back and you know I have made friends I, I have like I think maybe eight people from that I've met through Instagram coming to my wedding next year like you know it's just, <laughs> and you have two of them I've actually never met in real life which is funny um, but they're two people that I've talked to almost daily you know it's like it's a community for me. It's a, you, there's just so many people out there. Everybody, I, 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 some of the most enjoyable people are the ones that like, I go to their accounts to respond and to look at, you know, to look at their recent posts. And it's like, I get to see like their dogs and like their family. Like, it's just, it's kind of refreshing because it's just like everybody, there's a human being behind every account. So it's just, um, I do. I spend a lot of time. I make sure that I I try and make sure that I respond to just about everybody, which can be definitely time consuming. You know, I can't do it all at once, but I try and do it, you know, throughout the day or when I do have time. Um, sometimes I get behind on my, on my DMS. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's, that's, it's an enjoyable part for me because that's kind of the community that's helped me to get to where I'm go I am now. So
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, you're doing a great job at that. That's, it's a lot of work, but it also, I can see how it's so rewarding to stay connected to people that are out there rooting for us, you know, and it just takes like time blocking and it takes being organized and it takes being authentic. So um, I'm really curious. I wanted to ask you these quick little questions because I know that for listeners, it's so interesting and intriguing to hear you know, what people in this food space are thinking about and inspired by and how they're stocking their pantry and what is making things tick. And one question I have for you is what are the most important five ingredients that you always have in your house? Um, all
1: right. So I would say, um, some sort of fresh fruit, uh, some sort of green. Uh, Those I feel like are included in my everyday diet. Um, And then I would say I use a lot of coconut aminos. Um, It's one of my favorite pantry ingredients. I would say uh, fresh herbs, I love, I would say cilantro and dill are probably my two top or maybe basil too. Um, uh, seafood. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I eat everything, but I, I think seafood, I think I just enjoy, I always have frozen seafood. Um, it's hard some sort of potatoes potatoes are my favorite food um potatoes regular potatoes in general I just potatoes are like my absolute favorite food and then I you know I in the pantry I always have rice and pasta and things like that but
0: yeah yeah well I've seen a couple of your photos where um you do some amazing things with potatoes in the actual like I'm sure they taste really good but some really beautiful artistry of potatoes in your photography, and I'm like, how does she do that? And the same with your avocados. I'm always like, whenever I see those avocados sliced so perfectly and like glistening in the photo, and I try to do it in mine are like mushed up and uh, <laughs> kind of damaged in the process. I just look at yours and I'm like, wow, that is some serious like skill. So. <laughs> So I see you cooking with a lot of potatoes and a lot of salmon. It seems like you love your seafood and you do such amazing things with scallops. I, I you know, they, they definitely invoke some, you know, cravings in me. So I appreciate that a lot.
1: Well, thank you. I think avocado would come, you know, the one, I don't know how many
0: I've named off. <laughs> <Well, laughs> the limit was really just there for a
1: brief moment.
0: Go on and on. <laughs> Um, and tell me with your, with your cooking and your, um, eating, what is your most favorite, uh, meal of the day?
1: Um, it's hard. I, I think breakfast is probably my favorite, but like breakfast food in general, I probably could eat for every meal of the day. Um, but I really love cooking dinner, um, as far when it, cause like, I just, breakfast is usually simple or um, because, you know, in the morning I'm getting going and everything like that. I eat a lot of oatmeal and stuff in the morning, which I love, but I think I really love cooking dinner. I love kind of like putting together like a more of like a feast. And I feel like it's in the evening when I can sort of have that time or if I like prep things throughout the day or on Sunday or something like that, it's like, I get really excited about like a big meal at di- for dinner. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that probably comes from having your family dinners as a kid, right? When you grow up like that.
1: Yeah. Sitting around
0: at night. Yeah. I, I have the same tradition in my childhood. So we have big family dinners too. And it's such a nice way to come together at the end of the day. Yes. Well, I am so glad that we finally got to meet in person. And I'm really just intrigued by what you do and how beautiful you make your food. And I'm constantly looking at your recipes and your enticing ingredients and so you know I think that having people out there in the world who are willing to be transparent about their healing journey and how far it's come and how now that's become a passion and a business for you it's just it's quite the story and I think a lot of people you know can really be inspired by that and maybe find their own path but inspired by some of the stories and the transparency that you share about your healing with food. So, you know, I know that I'm sure there's been many ups and downs in your path around your healing, but, you know, seeing where you are right now makes me really happy that you have found such a way to balance your eating and love yourself with your, with your eating and your cooking. So I'm just really excited that we were able to Post you here and have this conversation and it's been such a great a great time chatting well no I appreciate that a lot um I
1: really it's I find it really interesting what you do for a living and um I think I hope that I kind of get to like discover a little bit more about that um and Thank you for having me. It's <laughs> uh, always great to connect with you know with people on Instagram, and it's just been it's it felt very comfortable today. So I've just I've enjoyed the discussion. Um, I hope that we can connect again.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, thanks, Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Satiate. Sending you my wholehearted wish for your health and happiness. And I will see you back here very soon.